0: This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinkard.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the studio. I am here with two lovely ladies. My name is Jody Drinkard. I'm your host today. And we have Kathleen Schmidt. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. And we have Lisa Gresham, my friend Lisa Gresham from the Cherokee County Fire Department. Hi, and Jody. Nice to see you again. You as well. Lisa is the senior fire and life safety educator. That's a big handle.
2: It's a lot of words. That yeah. basically means we go out and educate the community on how to be safer.
1: Safer with fire.
2: With fire or other things. Yeah. That's why it's called fire and life safety. Yeah. So we talk. To people about their car seats and about their bike helmets through a program called Safe Kids.
1: And one of my favorites, the Life Jacket program you have.
2: <gasps> oh, yes. We have our Life Jacket loaner stations all over Cherokee County. And um, we do that in partnership with the Corps of Engineers and uh, Tow Boat U.S. and uh, um, and Parks and Rec, too. Good, good, they help yeah. us keep those stocked.
1: So you do lots of uh, life-saving things around the community for sure yes yes we're lucky to have you lisa and kathleen you are an environmental health specialist and you
3: work with lisa is that right no i don't work with her our offices are next we're neighbors in Ah, the office building and my department our department is through department of public Mm -hmm. health through the state of georgia and we inspect restaurants hotels swimming pools Body art, septic systems. Body art? Yes. Do, what do you mean by you inspect body art? I don't personally have that program, but tattoo parlors. Oh, piercings, yes. Sure enough. Art that, on the body. That's interesting. I just
1: never thought that that
3: needed to be inspected. Do mm-hmm. What is your specific role? I inspect swimming pools and hotels and restaurants and any food service that could be in a school. Oh, a okay. restaurant, a hospital, nursing home. Wherever they're serving many people, like a cafeteria style. That or a coffee shop. Oh, okay. Any place that you can sit down and buy something, sit down and eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, they have seating. Any type of restaurant.
2: She'll inspect some of the places even in this location here.
1: Ice cream so place downstairs. Okay, so you actually are doing some inspection. You would do some inspection. Would you actually come out and do the inspection in... The ice cream shop down yes, Sweet joy. Yes, I
3: have. They did great. All right. That's wonderful. They did great, and what a great concept they have. Now, do you put that in the newspaper? I don't put that in the newspaper. Every inspection is public record. One could go to the Department of Public Health through the state of Georgia and look up any inspection anywhere in the 159 counties in Georgia.
1: So what you're saying is you actually go out and do the inspection, and then you file it, but... Somebody else goes and gets it and then puts it in the newspaper? Correct. All right. Well, that way we can't be upset with you. Right.
3: (laughs) And these food services, they earn whatever score it is. If it's 100 or 64, they earn it. Mm -hmm. So these uh, inspections are based on the FDA model food code. Mm -hmm. And yes, we do the inspections. They get a score. It goes into a digital health department, and then it's available to the public.
1: Great. Well, we won't come after you then.
3: So I
2: do want to say that uh, Kathleen said we don't work with each other, but we have worked with each other prior to Kathleen uh, coming on board over there. Um, We, because they inspect swimming pools and because we do water safety programming, we sent out messaging uh, when the pool inspections were gearing up uh, when they go out and do their pool inspections, we put messaging in the letters that went out or the emails that went out to all the folks that um, we're going to have to have their homeowners association pools inspected.
1: Interesting. Right. Kathleen, where, where were you born and raised?
3: I was born in New York in Poughkeepsie. Uh-huh. My father worked for IBM, so I've been moved. We moved to Chicago, then we moved to Atlanta, and... Went to school here, and... So where did you move around Atlanta? Were you right in the city of Atlanta, or did you Mm, move? No. Uh, We moved to Marietta in 76. Uh My parents still live in the same neighborhood. Oh, that's so cool. Yes.
1: Yeah, so you live in Cobb County now? Yes. So that's... Okay, so normally we're interviewing people that are in Cobb County, that live in Cobb County. I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Normally, we're interviewing people that live in Cherokee County, but you live in Cobb County, right over the border, and you work in Cherokee County. So, the, and and this is why you're here today. We are actually looking at October being Fire Safety Month. Lisa, tell us a little bit about Fire Safety Month that's coming up.
2: Sure. So um, every October is there is a week in October that is surrounding what happened. In Actually, in Chicago, it was the Chicago Fire, and it happened on October 9th. So whatever week October 9th falls into is Fire Prevention Week. But Mm -hmm. as Cherokee County Fire, we celebrate all month long, doing programming all month long um, throughout the month of October. So what we have going on this year is we're in every single kindergarten in Cherokee County with our fire safety house. Almost every single day in October, we will be at a different school. And then we have a big event here at the mill um, called Tailgate with a Firefighter, where Ooh. kids and families can come out and, and meet the firefighters, uh, let them grill some hot dogs for them, and, and hang out on the green and watch football. So we'll the, have some games. So the and firemen are gonna soon.
1: be, the fire people are going to be frying up hot dogs and stuff?
2: Uh huh. Oh, I'm coming. We're gonna grill, not fry. Oh, okay. It's yes. probably safer. Probably, probably. but we'll <laughs> see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fire up the grill. Fire up the grill. There you go.
0: Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services wants you to know these tips during Fire Safety Month. Because fire won't wait. Plan your escape. These tips include know two ways out of every room. Plan and practice with your family where to go in case of a fire. Designate a family meeting place outside the home. Make sure you have working smoke alarms. Smoke alarms are proven to give you extra minutes to escape. Call 911 once you're safely out of the home. Practice your fire drill at least twice a year with everyone in your home. These tips can save lives. Work to make sure your family knows what to do in case of a fire. Fire won't wait, so plan your escape. This message brought to you by Cherokee County Fire and Emergency Services.
1: So Kathleen, I understand you've had personal experience with a fire. First hand. First hand experience. Intimate, yes. Yes. And um, in 2011? Yes. Is that when this happened? So tell me a little bit about where you were living, what your house is like, and and what what was the setup for this?
3: So it was a smaller house over in East Cobb. And... I had just lived in it for six months with my three kids. Three kids? Yes. Recently divorced. And... And you were a single mother. What were the ages yes. of your children in 11, 2011? 5, 7, 17.
1: 5, 7, and 17. That's a little bit of a break there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you, the three of you were living in that
3: house. So, coming home from work one day, I saw flames coming from the top of my house. And... I took a double look and I said, "Hmm, that can't be what I'm actually seeing." I pull up, and sure enough, the roof is on fire." Oh and, my goodness, were mm, your kids home? No. They were still in school. My oldest daughter was going to Kennesaw, and she also was working. Mm-hmm. And she had left she took a shower and she left to go to work. She left the fan on in the bathroom. Mm, Not I do, I'm sure every day. I, I used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I pull up and my next door neighbor and the neighbors next to them, who I didn't meet some of these people, were like, we've already called the fire department. Mm. So, wow. So were you like parked on the street, just standing there looking? And Yeah, I did. I parked on the side, mm-hmm. kind of on the sidewalk. And then as the fire got larger, more and more neighbors came out and the fire trucks showed up. This was in June, the last week of June. It was very hot. Yes. And I met so many neighbors. All the questions. All the questions. From neighbors and then the fire department. It's just like I couldn't believe that it was happening. It's just, I'm just standing there watching my house burn down. So you saw flames on the ceiling.
1: First of all, do you own this house or are you renting this house? I own it. Well, the bank owned. Mortgage, Yeah. (laughs) It's in my game. Like, like
3: everybody else all right the, in the country, exactly. right? No,
1: it's so my house. So, so it's your house yes. and you owned it and there's flames coming up the ceiling. Now did you see through the windows? Could you see you couldn't see anything Mm-mm. else, just fire on the on the roof? Flames. I'm talking fire.
3: flames. Super high. Super high. Touching the trees. And Okay. Then WSB helicopter flies overhead and said there's a house fire and Oh my goodness. It just was too much. It was just so I'm just all standing. these
1: people are coming out and they're gathering around trying to help you or hold you. I, I would, I think I would be, like, ready to faint.
3: Well, my my neighbor, they were kind of in disbelief, too. Oh. And they're like, who is this person? Who owns this house? Because I had just moved in during the winter of the big snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Snowmageddon. Oh, Snowmageddon. Oh, no. So I had didn't meet very many people in my neighborhood until that night. Mm-hmm. And... And uh, my daughter that's 17, I called her, and she was at work. I said, hey, Caitlin, the house is on fire. And just like that, she had her dog and cat in the house. So she okay. came home, and she wanted to get them out. So,
1: okay, let, that's definitely something we want to talk about, but I want to talk about what was going on in your mind right there. How long did it take for the fire department to get to your house? They already were called before you arrived. Maybe it was more of what did it feel like? Like
3: how long it did it felt f- like forever? Really, but it was pretty quick. Looking at the fire report, it was quick, but it seemed like forever. What's going through your mind? No words can describe it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking what, why, how. I, I really can. None of us are smokers, so mm-hmm. I I was just like, why? What happened? And I just really was in shock. I think mm-hmm. in disbelief. So you
1: so you called your daughter, and she came home. I, I assume the fire department was there before your
3: daughter mm-hmm. got home. So what did the fire department do? They were trying to get in the house or I, I'm not sure how that process works, but there's a time, I guess, when to go in, when to bust down things. I don't know. It's over a hundred degrees and mm-hmm. they have this heavy gear on and they're sweating. And all I can think of, was i mean honestly i was just very grateful and very right. thankful and there was a fire hydrant on the corner across the street from my house oh you're grateful for that too Mm-hmm. and well, my mom was out of town my dad was at home and i don't think he believed it because yeah. he said okay hon
1: yeah it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. to comprehend lisa what what kind of things do a fire department look for when they come upon a burning house
2: So the first thing they're going to do is they're going to do, um, a 360 degree walk around where, whatever it is, or drive around if they need to, depending on what the structure is, what they're looking for is they're looking for where the fire's coming from, how the best way to attack it is. But honestly, the first thing they're looking for is, is, um, people or animals or things like that, that need to be saved. That's Mm -hmm. their first course of action is to save lives. Okay. So they're looking for people in windows or standing outside or things like that.
1: Are they like yelling when they walk around? Do they say anything? Well, I guess anybody would head for the window right
0: away. They're
2: they're on radios and things like that. So they're talking to each other this mm-hmm. whole time. They're formulating a plan. They're asking people if there are animals or people inside, if they know, so that they know how to attack the fire. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different depending on where they determine the fire Needs to be attacked from, and mm-hmm. and it is, it's a battle, um, and so they they're they're str- strategizing mm, about sure. what's going to happen first, second, third, and and if they're going to go right in or if not, because a lot of times they can't go right in to begin with.
1: So, Kathleen, you were saying that you were feeling a little bit bombarded with some questions by your neighbors and by the fire department, but that was so those those questions from the fire department were incredibly important to know if anybody else was in the house. And did they ask? Was there anybody there?
3: They did. And I said, no. And then the thought crossed my mind. If this was an hour later, all of us would have been at home. Oh, my goodness. And in different parts of the house. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was so thankful that it happened If when it did. If exactly. it was an hour later, all of us would have been in that house. And it could have been a much different outcome. So... There was a feeling of gratitude at that
1: point. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So you knew your children were out of the house, but you did know there were animals in there. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So your daughter, Caitlin? Yes. Comes home. What do you recall happening? Do you remember, you know, water being pummeled onto the house? Did you, were they able to save anything?
3: Well, it was, I remember my daughter came home. She's very headstrong she's very alpha and that was her dog and the fire the person the incident commander the the person in charge she's like I'm going in there to get my dog he's like no you can't oh. go into the house and she started being very belligerent very rude and she's like I'm getting my dog out of that house and to restrain her she it was mm-hmm. it was it was really hard when in, I, I don't know how much time had passed, but when they were able to enter the house, they opened the door or they broke down the door. I don't know how they did it. It's mm-hmm. a blur. He came running out. Yippee. And it was very happy. Oh my, my gosh. Yes. And the cat was on the floor in the worst part. And he's underneath the bed, one of the beds, and he's still mm-hmm. alive. The cat had.
1: Oh, did the yes. cat come out to them? Yes. 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 Oh my gosh! All right, we need names. What's the dog's name? Copper and the cat, Kitty. Kitty, you are very creative, Kathleen. <laughs> Kitty, I love it. Is that Lisa? Is that common that dogs and cats are looking for a way out, or
2: actually, it's more common that the cats are going to hide. That's typical. Um, and I think probably what happened, and this is just speculation, speculation right now. Because the fire started up higher, Mm -hmm. you know, it was from a fan, the smoke was above them. So they were down low and they were still able to breathe. They still had some oxygen where they could breathe. And so they were okay. But I'm sure the dog was like, I hear my people out there. Yeah. And trying to trying to get that, but cats will hide for sure.
3: When I don't know how much time it passed. Is it there anything you want in the house? Mm -hmm. Like anything we can see. And I have a a statue on my mantle of Mary, Joseph and Jesus and it was still intact. And oh. they were able to get that and a picture I have of Mary holding baby Jesus and that, that is it, so it survived. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. They will do they were amazing. Wow,
1: so, that's a treasure. Those are treasures mm-hmm. now for you.
3: And so
2: one of the things that we do, we go to um, a lot of the pre-K's in the mm-hmm. in the area. And we do what we call a Freddie the Fire Truck show. Freddie. Freddie the Fire Truck. And he, one of the lessons that Freddie teaches is get out, stay out, don't go back in to mm-hmm. preschoolers. And we tell them that the firefighters will come and go get the things that they can find to, for the kids if they're able to. So it helps put their mind at ease. And this is proof that that actually does happen. Um, because sometimes they look at us like, sure, they will. Yeah. But they, they will if they, can, if they can.
1: That is really remarkable that they did that. And, and actually, it makes me wonder, did they at that point say, you know, here's the deal. This house is going down to the ground. We have a chance now to run in and get some things. Or did they try and save it? Or how what was going on there?
3: When it was safe to really go into the house, when I guess, I think there were hot spots, but when it was safe or Mm. the personnel, the the firefighter, to go in. One of them came up to me, and he's just so nice. Is there anything that you want us to look for? Is there any medications Mm. um, that you need? Is there any keepsakes, anything that is a sentimental value that we can possibly save
1: and I would think it would be so difficult at that very moment to come up with a list of things. I wouldn't have even thought of medication.
3: That's a huge thing. I didn't think of it either. The vitamin yeah. and and my kid epipens, um, oh yeah, they, they weren't any good, but they could have so that made me think, and when he asked any keepsakes, I, those two things I thought of, and they well, were good fine. for you. Yeah, good for yeah. you. So how long did the fire last totally,
1: you know, from by the time the firemen left, what time was it?
3: It was late. It it was late. I remember the sun setting probably around 839 and the firemen had their, um, they were sweating. They had their mm. helmets off, I mm-hmm. guess, and they were kneeling on the. They were trying to i guess cool down they were drinking water and i believe there is medical staff there for the firemen oh is that and the common fire firefighters
2: well in cherokee county we have um squads we call them squads and they have our um they have our emts and paramedics but and our trucks have emts too so there's there are trained staff on the trucks um at all times and and if they, if they encounter something like that, that's part of the incident command is to make sure that, um, that they have what they need mm-hmm. medically, physically, all of that.
1: Now, I heard a rumor that all of our uh, firefighters in Cherokee County are either EMTs or paramedics. Is that true?
2: EMTs. Mm-hmm. And then they can progress and get their paramedics license.
1: Right. So they're um, one or the other. Yes. Okay, so these, the, the firemen were cooling down from this horribly hot day and battling a fire. And what
3: were you looking at? At the house. Looking. What was left of the house? The bottom floor was, had damage to it. The top floor was completely gone. Mm-hmm. The top floor. The bottom floor, uh, part of it was completely burned, the rest had water damage. They had to, I guess, lock up, not lock. I I couldn't go in for three days. Mm -hmm. And then the fire, I guess it's the fire marshal, does his investigation to determine the cause of the fire. And then I'm allowed to go in.
1: Before they had the cause of the fire, you already explained why the house started on fire or how that happened. Mm -hmm. But how long was it before you knew that? At the end of the three days, were you aware that this is because of a fan in your bathroom? I had no
3: idea. Really? When did you find that out? I found that out about three days later. Mm-hmm. One question, because the police came out, also mm-hmm. because I was recently divorced, they mm-hmm. asked where my ex husband was and if he had any part of it. Can we contact him? So I knew where he was, and he was at work. And the, that's kind of a
1: weird feeling, it, isn't it? All it of a was, sudden, it's like you're
3: on Law and Order or something. Right. Right. And. Apparently, one of the neighbors said she's recently divorced, and we see that you know, he comes over, you know, to get the well, kids. Well, your kids or were young.
1: They right. were being... I, I assumed he would come and get mm-hmm. them, and you'd share custody and so right, forth. Right, right. That's a, that's a really wild question to have thrown at you, isn't it? By the
3: authorities. It, but It was legit,
1: though.
2: Our investigators actually go through mandate class to be investigators, and they our fire investigators um, are kind of like police officers. Mm-hmm. And so they can, they're detectives basically. And they um, they are the ones who go in and determine cause of the fire and, and things like that. And, and they're very skilled at what they do. Um, and so anything like that, any little facts like that, they are they're, they're going to look into or they're going to pair up with the police department and look into to so- make sure it wasn't It wasn't arson or or something like that.
1: Eventually, you learned that it had to do with the fan in your upstairs bathroom. Is that accurate? Yes. And what happened to the fan? Why did this happen?
3: It was an older fan that I believe from 1979. It was an older house. Mm. And when the fan is broken or it seizes, there should be an automatic shutoff. But this fan was very old. It didn't have one. So it kept, the motor kept going and it caught a spark and caught fire. And that's that's what it, very simple.
1: Very simple. simple. Yeah. I think uh, that would have been a, a quick maintenance fix, but I don't even know if I would have known there was anything wrong with it.
3: Unless you had a home inspection or something done or a home report or maybe a repair where wires were chewed up in the attic.
1: Chewed up in the attic
3: where the fan attaches to the wiring in the attic.
1: That sounds like something that maybe was happening. Is that right? I
3: think maybe uh, if I were to look at a home inspection or look at it further, insulation, I know Mm -hmm. checking the amount of insulation in your attic, that maybe is something that could have been detected. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's why. The yeah, fan. I don't. I have no idea. no idea. I remember the fire. Um, the inspector. He actually had the fan in his hands, and mm. he said, "This is why your house burned down." Oh my gosh! And it, now, when you say that, you have your hands, uh, out. About how big was this? It's about the size of a pizza. No, maybe a small pizza box. A small pe- mm-hmm. that little thing. Yeah. Mm. So, one thing that
2: we actually recommend to folks, we go to people's homes in Cherokee County that need help, uh, assistance with changing out batteries in their smoke alarms, or if they don't have smoke alarms, we'll provide smoke alarms for them. But one of the things that we recommend while we're there, because we kind of do a home safety check, Mm -hmm. now we're not electricians. So, what we do is we recommend that every 10 years, people have an electrician come in and check their electrical systems in their homes.
1: You've got to be kidding me. I have never heard this before. Yeah,
2: every 10 years, you should have your electrical system checked out.
1: That is really being prevent. Wow, okay.
2: There's wiring that can run through attics and things like that, and so you never know when the critters can get in there and—, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason they are so attracted to
1: wiring i would i suppose maybe they get a little warm once in a while the wires will or maybe. whatever but attracting rodents that's interesting we all have to do that we all have to call an electrician an electrician and uh, get our houses checked out is there any other kind of inspection that we should do i know last year we had another podcast we and we talked about fire extinguishers kind of need to be rotated every every six months or something just to well
2: when when you when you see that under there we really like for you to do it once a month and you just take your extinguisher out turn it upside down put it back under because the chemical gets compacted in the bottom kind of like parmesan cheese in the refrigerator
1: oh yeah see and
2: um so we want to turn those upside down and and make sure the chemical is is ready to go if you need it
0: Cherokee Fire Emergency Services and Safe Kids Cherokee County invites you to tailgate with a firefighter. Saturday, October 8th from 11 a.m. until 5 p.m. at the Mill on Etowah. Come out and learn all about fire safety. This year's theme is Fire Won't Wait, Plan Your Escape. Tailgate with a Firefighter will feature fire trucks, games, face painting, food in a souvenir fire helmet. Dress like a firefighter contest in a VIP section. Tickets cost $1 piece. Lunch is six tickets and most games require two tickets apiece. Cash or card is accepted for ticket purchases. All proceeds go to help fund fire safety education. That's Tailgate with a Firefighter. Saturday, October 8th from 11 a.m. until 5 p.m. at the Mill on Edwa. Open to the community.
1: What did you do that night after the house burned down? Where did you go? What did you do?
3: Well, I went to my parents' house. Uh huh. They live close by. My mom was out of town, and my dad was home. My kids still didn't know the house burned down because they were at their dad's house. And I called their father, and I said, they're going to have to stay a little bit longer. My ex-husband lives down the street from my parents. Okay. Mm -hmm. so when i got to my parents house very late and this was in the summertime so it wasn't a school night they were up and they came to my parents and i told them and i don't think it sunk in until they saw the house i can understand that yeah and their favorite kind of toys they had legos and everything everything yeah
1: yeah. oh it's so devastating for those young minds to try and have to figure that out i want to ask if you were home let's say this happened in the middle of the night do you or did you have escape plans
3: no we did not have an escape plan if this it would have been probably a much different less favorable outcome that would have been yeah just thinking about it Mm -hmm. is frightening isn't it it is all the bedrooms are on the top floor
1: so lisa this is sort of the um, theme for this year's fire safety.
3: It is. It's escape
2: planning.
1: Mm-hmm. Tell me about that.
2: So one of the things that we do, and, and one of the reasons why this story is so intriguing is because, just like Kathleen said, if they had been there an hour later, the fire would have been going on in that home with people in it. Mm-hmm. And so they would have needed to know what to do. So if you're on a second floor And that's where you're having to set your plan from. One of the things that we suggest is to have fire escape ladders, which basically you store under your bed or right near the window. You open the window, you throw them out, Mm -hmm. and they kind of just fall down the side of the house so that you can escape that way. But the thing is, is that if you don't practice these things, you're caught off guard. So practice is the key because it kind of sets that muscle memory so that if there is a true emergency, you're not panicking and you know exactly what you need to do and how to do it and where to go and where to meet your family outside. That's a big part of this is having that plan and knowing where you're going to meet up with everyone mm-hmm. when you get out. And if you can't get out, what to do? Um, so on those second floor, if you can't get if out, if you can't get out of the house. What do you do next? Okay. Because every room is supposed to have two exits. Like your
1: door and your window.
2: Correct. Two forms of egress. And that's by code. Okay. Um, And so if you can't go out the door, because maybe fire is right on the other side of the door, you need to go to your window. Well, if you can't get out the window, maybe because it's too high um, and you don't have an escape ladder or for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. what we want you to do is we want you to stand right there by that window.
1: And yes,
2: because remember what I said, when they get there,
1: they're going to circle the building.
2: Yes. So they'll
1: see your face.
2: Yes. And you can beat on the window, throw things out the window just to make sure that they see where you are.
1: Excellent advice. Mm -hmm. Wow.
2: So the other thing we say about escape planning um, and practicing escape planning is you want to practice it during the day Mm -hmm. and you also want to practice it at night. Because guess when most fires happen?
1: Middle of the night.
2: Middle of the night. Now in this case, it was middle of the afternoon. Um, but I'm I'm curious, Kathleen, do you know if you guys had smoke alarms in that home? We did. That's great. Yeah. So they would have had forewarning. Yep. And then they could have put their escape plan into action. So I think you would have had a great outcome with your because you do have smoke alarms. I don't know that the damage would have been any less, but I think with the smoke alarms, you guys would have had several minutes more than most people to get out if you didn't have a smoke alarm.
1: So how long does it take for, generally speaking, I think you have an answer to this, how long does it take for a fire to engulf a home? Like how much time would I have? If the alarms go off, generally speaking, you have how much time?
2: So years ago, when homes were built differently – And they were a little bit more compartmentalized they didn't have the open floor plans and the things that our furniture was built out of were things like true cotton and not synthetics that burn quickly and put off fumes and gases that um, lead to bigger fires right you might have had eight minutes
1: that's a long time if the fire alarm goes off you got eight minutes
2: if you you even had a smoke alarm you would have had eight minutes
1: that's interesting.
2: But now, because of open floor plans and the things that our furniture is built out of, um, you have about two... Two minutes. Two minutes.
1: That is frightening.
2: It is frightening because those open floor plans, even though we love them, the fire just goes right through them. There's nothing to stop it. There's no no walls or anything like that to
1: yeah, help scary. break it. So um, if I were to have one of these... Rope? Is it a rope? It's not um, a
2: rope. It's an actual ladder, but it's kind of like on a.
1: Is it? It's chain not a rope ladder per se. No, oh, it's okay. not a rope
2: ladder. It's an actual ladder, but it folds up, and then when you throw it out the window, it, it unfolds.
1: Unfolds. Well, the chief was here the other day, and he was telling me that you really have to practice practice with this ladder. And clearly, I don't even have one because I don't know what it looks like. So I got to get one of these ladders and I have to practice. But he said he's going to give me some advice. Practice the ladder from ground up because that'll help you get a feel for it.
2: Correct. Instead of practicing from the second floor, practice from a first story window so that you can get the feel for how to get yourself out the window and onto the ladder. And that is excellent advice because that's that's how we want people to practice.
1: Excellent. Okay. So what else should we do for prevention? Get out. So now I know we have to have ladders. We have to practice in the day and the night. We have to meet, have a meeting spot.
2: We really want people to have something away from the home, whether it's a neighbor's house, a tree on the other side of the yard, something away from the house, but is a safe place for everyone to meet. And then once you get there, that's when you call 911.
1: Like the Smith's front steps or something of that sort. Right. Right. Have okay. a safe place to go. Very good. Anything else that I missed on that?
2: Really, you've touched on the main things there. Um, we just want to make sure that people are really taking this seriously because that practice, again, is setting that memory. And it's it, it really makes a big difference when you've practiced something versus just putting it in your head because because that's what you're supposed to do and having the words. It's kind of like have you ever been in um in a place and they have like the how you're supposed to get out of the building like the map? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if you don't look at that map prior to the fire, yep, you're going to be in panic mode, shocked, just like Kathleen, she was in shock, and that's not the time
1: to learn to be
2: trying to figure yeah. out that map. The that's time right. to figure out the map is beforehand so yeah, you know that would exactly be me like where's the
1: map where's the map right like, I'm looking around for it so, so.
2: I, and here's a thing in your story. hotel in your hotel and if you have guests in your home think about that over the holidays especially if you have guests in your home they need to know what your fire escape plan is
1: you think I'd scare them
2: no I think they just think they'd you're, appreciate you're, it you're, I, I hope that they would appreciate yeah. it they might call you a safety nerd but that's okay I'll be a safety nerd
1: right I'm I'm all excited to be a safety nerd So Lisa, I'm going to put you on the spot. When's the last time you had a a fire run at your house? Fire, fire, what is it? Fire drill.
2: A fire drill. So I I will be honest, we have not done one in the past year. We had some changes in my household. Uh, We did do one prior to that because my mother-in-law lived with us for many years. Mm -hmm. And she got to where she could not physically get around anymore. So we had to change Mm -hmm. our fire escape plan. And so when we... When we did that, we had to figure out who was going to do what in what situation and and where we were going to go. So we did do it at that point when she became immobile and we had to figure out a different plan.
1: That's really interesting things to think about when you have somebody move in, make sure there's your fire plan has changed, updated.
2: Well, the other piece of that is if you've got children who are not mobile, if you've got babies, Mm -hmm. if you've got older adults in your home that aren't going to be able to get themselves out. It's got to be part of your plan.
3: How do you do that? The ladder on the second floor with.
2: Okay. So in that, um, in that case, I think with babies, what you're going to do is more than likely you're going to get by the window. Maybe another person goes around to the ladder and then you can get the baby down the ladder that way and hand off to another person. Um, If you've got people that are seniors or whatever or even even people that are special needs, better to have them on the ground floor to be quite honest. If you can't, you can't. but there again, that's where I'd make sure you have smoke alarms ready to go throughout your house Everywhere. so you have more time to get out. And then also you can set up what's called a pre-plan. You can let your fire department that's closest to you know there is somebody immobile in my house and they are in this room. And so they know if they come to this address that they will be looking for this that or the other whatever that, exactly. that situation might be.
1: It's really important to be proactive in this. It's I mean, I would guess so many people don't ever think about it and that's well they their think reality. they're going to
2: they think that they'll know exactly what to do
1: in that situation, but Kathleen here is just showing how shocking it can be. It's just, you can go into a panic right there. So if it is muscle memory, then, it you're, is. In, then you're in good shape. So
2: And I'll tell you, people react differently to different situations. Mm-hmm. Some people might go right into action. Other people are going to sit back from it. Other people are going to panic. And just like Kathleen, she just was like in disbelief.
1: What's going on? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: It's never going to happen to me. No, nope, but it did. Yeah. Did you rebuild your home? Yes, Yes. it took a year, and it was rebuilt. There's uh, fire detectors that are hardwired in just Mm -hmm. about every room. Did you have
1: good insurance? Like, was it something that you felt you were well-covered for all of this?
3: I was. Just bought the house six months prior. Mm -hmm. My insurance agent, he specified, you want to get full coverage, full replacement value, in case something happens.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I never... Sure. Yeah. It's a few bucks more. Mm -hmm. What a difference it made with filing the claim because when you have to itemize everything from a handle on your drawer, every kitchen cabinet, everything in there, everything brooms, every washcloth, everything, everything that you want to get replaced and you have to itemize it and get full replacement value back. I had a very good agent. And the company was excellent.
1: So how are you doing since then? Have you recovered from it? Do you have nightmares about it?
3: Not really nightmares. Good. But it took a long time to light the grill again. Oh. Mm -hmm. To light the grill, to have birthday candles, Mm -hmm. to burn candles. I have not gotten used to burning Mm -hmm. candles in the house. Um, I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Okay.
1: Well, Kathleen, thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Lisa, is there anything else we need to know about fire safety? I think we've covered a lot,
2: so I'm I'm going to kind of end with, with what we've covered so far, but if people do have questions, we'd love for them to just give us a call, and we'd be glad to talk about uh, a plan for their home if they need help with that. Um, sometimes homes are a little tricky, and And you need some help to figure it out. So we're happy to do that. They can contact our office by phone at 678-493-6290. Also, if they need help with their smoke alarms, we don't want people climbing on ladders that shouldn't be climbing on ladders. So they can make an appointment with our office and we'll go out and help them change out their smoke alarms or change out their batteries in their smoke alarms. Or if they're just having trouble with something.
1: Oh, you're talking about step ladders to to, to change them if they can't. Right. We don't
2: don't want people that shouldn't be climbing on ladders climbing ladders because we don't want to have that. I was still picturing the ladders coming out of
1: the windows. I'm like. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Yeah, we don't want falls to happen because then we're going to have to come to the home for a different reason.
1: Right. Okay, good. I just want you all to get out there. And even though you live in Cobb, get out there and enjoy Cherokee. (laughs) I love Cherokee County. It's beautiful. You said earlier, you even spend more time here.
3: Between work?
1: And yes, work and play. Mm-hmm. You just yes. go home to sleep in, che- in Cobb County. Correct. <laughs> Perfect. It won't be long. We'll have her moving into we'll, Cherokee. We'll, get we'll figure her. it out. Yes, yes. We will. So, yeah. Get out there and enjoy Cherokee. Thank you. And we're back. This is Jody Drinkard. I'm your host, and I am here alone right now. Actually, it is Lisa Gresham's 27th wedding anniversary and they had to boogie out of here. So we don't have any quickie questions for you, but there were a couple of things I wanted to mention. First of all, the fire ladders. We talked about fire ladders and after we were done recording, I asked where we can get some of those fire ladders. And she said there's actually two different flavors of them. You can get a two-story ladder or you can get a three-story ladder. And they're both available on Amazon.com. I also wanted to remind everyone that on Saturday, October 8th from 11 to 5, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Mill on Ottawa, the tailgate with a firefighter event is going to happen. And there's going to be fire trucks there. There's going to be firefighters serving up hot dogs that they're cooking on the grill and they're going to serve them in souvenir fire helmets there's face painting games and dress like a firefighter contest there'll be one dollar tickets for different games and lunch and I look forward to seeing everybody there now get out there and buy your fire ladders bye
0: Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI a nationally recognized award winning multimedia content producer, copyright 2021 all rights reserved for additional information about this and all of our podcasts visit enjoycherokee.com if you enjoyed this show click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now it really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts and now stay tuned for fun facts with katie